I'm Jo and this is Mama's Talk. So I'll start every episode by saying that while Mama's Talk is absolutely a fun show to listen to, it's also about encouraging honest chats about the good stuff and the rough stuff about motherhood. So it might be that some subjects bring up difficult feelings for you. So if you are affected by any of the subjects that we chat about, then do seek out professional support from a healthcare professional just to work through those things. Um, Often we will be talking about maternal mental health. So I always link um, Minds, the charity Mind, their maternal mental health resources in my social media links. Um, And going forward, uh, any show specific or show subject specific information, then I'll link to those in the show notes too. Okay, hope you enjoy the episode. Hi everyone and welcome to the first episode of Mama's Talk. I'm super giddy and quite excited and nervous all in one bundle. (laughs) It's probably not going to be the most professional of podcasts or uh, radio shows that you've listened to. Um, (laughs) But I actually, I really like the show to feel like you are having a chat with with a friend over a cup of coffee. Um, So also, you know, that maybe takes the edge off as far as production quality is uh, is concerned maybe anyway right so I'll introduce myself properly I am I'm Jo live in Harrogate and I'm a mum of three um uh, three boys Finley Fraser and Jasper and they are 10 7 and 3 um and I, I work with mums and babies um, I run uh, mum and baby classes um normally in non-covid times and also um, alongside that run panel talk events called Mama's Talk. Obviously can't run Mama's Talk events at the moment, but still got quite a lot to say. <laughs> so my work that I do now all came about after um, my recovery from postnatal depression. Um, my third bout of it was perhaps the most severe, um, but also I uh, recovered pretty quickly from it as well because over the earlier bouts of uh, postnatal depression, I kind of learned some more tools about how to look after myself, um, about how to be maybe more honest about how I was feeling. Um, so that's kind of what shaped kind of my work that I do now. Um, so I'm really, really passionate about um, honest chats about motherhood. Um, I think that that's really important. I love getting women to share their stories about motherhood. Um, in my work, I've been really t- lucky to come across um, loads of like really kick-ass women, really. Some really, uh, really strong, inspiring women. Yeah, however it is that I've come across them and how, how have I met them, um, I've always found some nuggets of information or nuggets of their wisdom that I'd really love to share with other mums. Um, so the events and then now this podcast and radio show has uh, has come about so because I'd really like to share these these uh, these women's stories with with everybody um I think sharing our stories as mums and in motherhood is really important because a lot of the time we're kind of oh, a lot of us pretend that everything's fine I definitely describe that I lurch between my children's phases in one kind of panic-filled flat spin um after another um and 
to take that pressure off, to take the power out of the panic almost. Um, I think it's really powerful to be able to, to share with one another. And then solidarity comes out of sharing as well. You know, you've been vulnerable with somebody. You've shared that you found something tricky. You've shared a particular experience. If you're, when you drop your guard and you allow yourself to become vulnerable, I think that's when like greater connections happen as well. So that is a little bit of a background for you as to how Mama's Talk um, came to be. So just listen with an open mind um, and I hope you enjoy and let me know what you think as well. So you can reach out on um, on social media if you like. I'm, uh, I hang out on Instagram quite a bit, um, wittering. I'd love to hear from you. So in this first episode, I want to explore the subject of self-care and in particular how we can practice guilt-free self-care. So my work ethos, my business is based around this notion. The company name is Mama's Matter and I picked that thinking about saying it to a mum or someone saying it to me like Mama you, you matter because for me that's what I really needed to hear before I could start to get my head around the idea of actually prioritising looking after myself. And then guilt around self-care as a mum is really interesting um, because this guilt that we carry is either, it's a barrier, it's either an emotional barrier to actually doing something for ourselves or it can be a stick that we use to beat ourselves up with afterwards and that negates the good thing that we spent valuable time doing. Um so I mentioned earlier that I have uh, met some amazing women through the work that I do and I also have some pretty inspiring girlfriends too so I wanted to share their wisdom with you um, around this subject and I thought as this is the first episode I'd start by trying to squish as many of them as possible into one episode. So first up I have four superstars um, answering some questions about self-care, um, talking about why it's important and how they keep um, their self-care guilt-free and talking about what they also do to look after themselves. So what self-care means for them. So to start off with, I will introduce you to my four voice note superheroes <laughs> um, that are going to be sharing some self-care wisdom. Um, it's a virtual introduction. Like I say, they're voice note superheroes. Um, I got them all to record um, the uh, the answers of some questions that I sent them using the magic of WhatsApp voice notes. Um, so Emma is, uh, she is one of my oldest friends and she manages a department in the hospital and she's a mum of two. Then we've got Lisa, who is a coach, a mentor, and she works with women leaders, help, helping them to balance demanding careers and family life. And also, she's my old boss. I used to be her PA uh, when she was a corporate VP, so that was in our former lives quite a few years ago. And she is a mum to a now grown-up daughter. Um, so she's been there, done that, and come out the other side, which is always really handy to ask someone who has... Uh, who've come out the other side. And then I also have Sam. Uh, she is a very dear friend that I met at Playgroup a few years ago. And um, she is she works as a Thermomix cooking guru and she manages a big team of salespeople. And then lastly, we've got Lucy, who is a positive psychology coach. She works with women 
to help them swap corporate jobs for their passion projects. And she has a podcast too called Resign and Shine. Um, we met on holiday in France a few years ago, bonded over cheese and wine. Um, and she has got a tribe of three as well. I asked them all to explain why they think self-care is especially important for mums. Here's Lisa. Why is self-care so important for mums? If we don't look after ourselves, we can't look after anybody else. If we get tired and run down, we can't function well as mothers, can we? We need to learn to be kind to ourselves. We are role models for our children. By demonstrating looking after ourselves and being kind to ourselves, it shows our children that it's important and hopefully they will do it themselves too. I really like the simplicity of this answer and just like the assertion that, of course, if we're not looking after ourselves, then we're not going to be any fit state to look after everybody else. I also really like the idea that we are um, role models for our children. Um, I think this is a great way of reframing, um, making time for self-care, reframing the reason that we need to prioritise it. If you do struggle with self-worth issues, self-esteem issues, something that I struggle with, um, and, you know, valuing yourself enough to, uh, to make that time to look after yourself, you can reframe, obviously, you know, you need to work on those self-esteem issues as well, but... In the meantime, um, you can reframe the idea that you are um, not just doing this for yourself. You are also modelling and being a role model for your children and um, encouraging healthy healthy habits for them. Um, so Sam has also got an answer here. Self-care is very important to me um, for equilibrium, really. Without it, we would burn out and we would only be giving a percentage of ourselves to our most important job. I really like how Sam's highlighted that there's, there are consequences to not looking after ourselves as well. Um, it's really important so that we don't burn out. OK, so Emma's next um, with her answer. Self-care is so important for mums. Carrying that constant feeling of being responsible for everyone and everything, plus the small added pressure of trying to raise well-rounded individuals can feel so overwhelming at times. I know myself that if I don't balance the thinking about packed lunches, homework, crazy schedules, the day job and all the rest of it with enough downtime, my anxiety levels just shoot through the roof. Em's answer really clearly again highlights the the consequences that um, if we aren't able to make time to um, to look after ourselves, there are really quite severe consequences um, for for us and our family. And often with mums that I'm working with, I, I will I'll say obviously it's not very eloquent, but I'll say you know everything does go to shit if mum isn't okay, um, and that's like why why it's so important. Um, yeah, we've got Lucy next, and she explains that um, in a way much more eloquently than me. 
self-care is of absolutely fundamental importance to mums. It really couldn't be more critical. I use the analogy of the oxygen mask on the plane, which has been used many times, but it is so relevant in terms of mothering um, that we cannot look after someone else. We cannot adjust someone else's mask, oxygen mask, on an aeroplane going down if we haven't got one on ourselves, if we're not physically breathing. And yes, that's quite a morbid picture, but I think it really speaks to the seriousness of self-care for mothers. Um, the other reason that self-care is so fundamental for mothers, especially of young children, is that it is a time when we have changed our identity, we have lost so much of that flexibility in terms of the hours in the day, and we have so many more physical and emotional demands on our time, as well as all the other parts of life that we're juggling. And in fact, I would go so far as to say that the period of time when we are mums uh, in this very intense period of motherhood is actually the time where self-care becomes an emergency rather than a non-negotiable. It becomes something that we really do have to prioritise. And that may be in a compromised way from the way that we saw self-care previously. Surely, you know, the things that we do have to change somewhat when we have children in the picture. But factoring in those regular moments for yourself, however that might look in your new reality, is even more crucial for new mums than it is for um, the average population, I believe. There you go. I said that Lucy was going to be uh, explaining it much more eloquently than me. Um, I love the, the description of... Um, of self-care being an emergency in this intense period of motherhood um early motherhood in particular absolutely it yeah it's non-negotiable um that's kind of how we need to view it um i was talking to a friend the other day who's um going through like a really uh intense period at work um and she runs her own business and she's um you know incredibly successful running a really really high pressure project um with a lot riding on it and she i said to her you know you've got to treat looking after yourself and the um keeping yourself in your resilience um up there um as if it is as important as the project itself and i think that's what i mean by reframing kind of how we look at self-care it's not a luxury it's absolutely it's banded about in social media so often um about um you know going on spa days and what have you and actually no it's it's non-negotiable as lucy said and it is a um it's a critical, fundamental part of um, of making sure that family life runs smoothly and that we stay well. The next question was about this guilt that I've talked about. So um, I asked, how do you keep your self-care guilt-free? Here's Em with her answer. In trying to keep self-care guilt-free, my internal mantra just repeats, if I'm not okay, how can they be? I also want to be a role model for my daughter I don't want her growing up to believe that she should put everybody else's needs before hers. Self-care should be the norm for everybody. I love this answer from Em. I love the idea of a, an internal mantra. And um, oh, it's just, I personally, I just really love it because I know that she's a bloody brilliant role model um, for her kids. And ah, <laughs> it makes me weep. <laughs> anyway, pulling herself together. Um, here is... Uh, Here's Lisa. I keep telling myself that my self-care is as much for my family as it is for me. They benefit 
as much as I do. Alone time and relaxing time is essential to me functioning well. So it makes me better at everything else that I do. I also keep working on being kind to myself, reminding myself that I deserve to look after me as much as I look after everybody else. Lisa's answer is a really lovely reminder, of course, that with this kind of shift in mindset that um, it, it's as much for our family as it is for us if we take time out and replenish our reserves. Um, and again, just that subject, the uh, the theme of of, uh, of self-worth and, and that we deserve, we deserve to be looked after just as much as everyone else. Um, and that's really key and a really great reminder. Um, there's Sam next with her answer. Um, I no longer feel guilty about my self-care. Um, this is something I've sort of learned. My kids are a bit older now. They're eight and ten. And, um, you know, it's uh, something I think that you learn with, with time. That uh, to give your best self, you need to have your little MOT uh, and, uh, and your top-ups. Sam's just given us a really great reminder there that this is like it's a work in progress. We're talking about big subjects of um, self-esteem and self-worth and, 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 and allowing ourselves what, what we deserve. Um, it's not something that comes to you as soon as you as soon as you you know, you handed a baby, um, as soon as you become a mum, it's a definitely very much a work in progress. So any mums that are early on in their motherhood journey that are listening, then don't, don't feel bad that you've not quite got the balance of self-care and, um, yeah, it's a work in progress and it takes, it takes time. I'm still very much in the, um, in, in that process of, uh, of, uh, balancing the guilt with with actually the need for for the self-care so yeah it's that's really important so lastly we've just got um got lucy i keep my self-care completely guilt-free i would say most of the time and this is because i really understand and i preach to my clients that self-care is an essential it's not optional it really is something where we choose to invest in ourselves and our wellness or we choose to deal with the consequences through burnout, through stress, through um, illness, actually. So for me, it really is something which doesn't correlate with guilt in any way, although that has something that is something that I have worked upon over the past decade. Um, and I think something that I do as well is I really clearly give myself permission for self-care by blocking off time, by telling myself in very clear terms how my week is going to run and that self-care will absolutely feature in every single day. That's a really great answer from Lucy, just really highlighting that kind of the key points that we've that we've talked about in the other answers as well. That um, and also some really, really great practical tips um, there. Um, just talking about regularity. Regularity is so important and trying to do something for yourself every day. It, then it kind of builds the habit as well. The last question I asked them to answer was, um, what self-care do you regularly manage to practice? Um, so apart from being inherently nosy, um, I also think it's really interesting to share um, the different ways that um, that we each look after ourselves. It's all really different. It's really interesting, gives us new ideas. Um, so first of all, I've got M. 
for my own self-care. I guess I'm super protective over my evenings. I make sure I banish the kids upstairs at a reasonable time just to give myself some headspace, process what's gone on that day. I would also probably claim that I try to exercise regularly, but actually, I'm probably at my happiest snuggled on the sofa with a huge brew watching Gogglebox, and I'm all right with that, and being all right with that is part of my self-care. And actually, everybody knows that kitchen disco is the best exercise going. I'm also really trying hard to practice gratitude, but I am only practicing that still, but just trying to focus on what I do have rather than the gaps that I probably perceive myself to have. This is a super answer. It's just a really great reminder that self-care doesn't have to be complicated. Um, and, uh, you know, sitting and like Emma says, sitting watching Gogglebox is fine. It's great. You're making time for yourself. You're processing. You're resting. Resting is so important. Um, I also know that Emma might have um, applied to go on Gogglebox. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. Um <laughs> Also, been to one of her kitchen discos and they're awesome. Um, so here's Sam listing um, some of her things that she likes to do for her self-care as well. Uh, my number one self-care activity has to be cooking. This is a unique one because it's mindful, it calms and grounds me, and then it goes on to nourish and feed the whole family. I also walk in the woods whenever I can, grab a coffee with a friend, um, go for a cycle, drink lots of water, eat some good food, uh, watch something good on telly, read a good book. Um, at times of high stress, I would say that I do pull out the big guns, uh, you know, go for the, the deep breathing exercises, um, do some meditation. Love to go for a massage. Obviously, we can't do that at the moment. So I've replaced that indulgence with a flower subscription, which is uh, really decadent, but um, I really look forward to my flowers coming every couple of weeks. And uh, it just, yeah, really brings me joy. A brilliant, really varied list there from Sam, um, just kind of showing how varied um, self-care can be and that also um, it needs to change and adapt and be flexible. Like going for a run one day isn't necessarily going to be the right self-care for you in that moment. So choosing to cook yourself some really nourishing food could be. Um, I can attest for Sam's cooking. I've had some of her food. She's, um, she's a fantastic cook side note there um but yeah i think it's just it's really interesting the notion that we um we, we we can adapt our toolkit um is is adaptable and flexible and it's it can be a really rich experience um looking after yourself here's lucy sharing some of her self-care toolkit so what self-care do i manage to practice in my own life well for me it's a super important non-negotiable part of my life as a mum as a business owner and as a positive psychology coach i really want to practice what i preach in terms of self-care um, and for me at the moment my major forms of self-care are walks and now actually runs in the countryside in nature and that really does feature heavily for me every single day I make sure that I get out whatever the weather in some form or other and that really is so invigorating for me in terms of mind and body and something that I've just really brought into my day-to-day -day routine 
More recently, I've been working on my sleep and trying to prioritise a better night's sleep. Again, as a busy mother (laughs) of three, that can be a challenge, but I'm trying to make that more of a non-negotiable. That's a work in progress. And finally, for me, podcasts and reading are a huge form of self-care. I really enjoy both of those activities and I try to feature those in my day or if not in my day, every single day within my working week. I'll take out some time for reading. I'll take out some time for listening to my favourite podcasts. Um, And reading particularly has been amazing in 2020. I've really kept that as a priority from January. And through the uh, lockdown and the pandemic, I haven't allowed myself to be swayed from that. I haven't read as much as I did when I was a student or before I was a mother, but I have read probably the most this year, than in the previous decade, which has been so enriching, so good for my mind and so good for my body too, because when you're reading, you have to physically relax. You have to, uh, you know, get into that zone of peace and quiet and tranquility. There you go. Lucy's really highlighted how varied self-care can be, um, how enriching it can be um how it changes and adapts um but how you can how you can still fit in things that you love pre-children um and and fit them in in a different way after like reading I really need to myself I've got a pile of books that I really would like to read and just I'm terrible at making time for it so that's something no that's a goal that I could set for myself um and also just talking about the regularity as well that's really important um I also really enjoy hearing um, how enriching self-care can be. Obviously, that's kind of one of the goals. But um, yeah, it's a great word for it as well. Um, So lastly, we've just got Lisa answering. um, And this is a really interesting answer that she's, um, like I said, Lisa's um, daughter is older now. She, I think she's 25, 25. She's in her 20s and she's moved, moved out. Um, um, She's an adult child now, um, which I'm sure brings... um, whole raft of other parenting um woes and experiences and interests um but yeah lisa's highlights kind of what she used to do when her daughter was a lot younger um and still still small and still at home and then kind of how her um self-care routine has changed and evolved as um, her motherhood journey has evolved so here's lisa when my daughter was younger I used to have a hot bath and a glass of wine as soon as I came home from work on a Friday night. My partner and her both knew that the door was locked and I wasn't to be disturbed. Now it's exercise of some form most days, a quick run or a walk, getting fresh air and exercise at the same time really helps me. Sleep is the other thing. Having a regular going to bed and waking up time to ensure that I get enough sleep. By having that routine, it really helps me when I wake up in the middle of the night and it stops me staying awake. Because getting up same time every day helps to adjust your body clock. There's way more science behind it than that. Um, But that regular going to bed and getting up time for me really helps me. 
That was really interesting to hear from Lisa. Um, It's really interesting to think about how our self-care routine might ebb and flow throughout our motherhood journey. Um, Also really interesting to hear about sleep. Um, Lucy's brought it up as well and it, I mean it could be a common theme for for any parent I think really couldn't it that's um it's really interesting probably could do a whole episode on sleep but um yeah so that's the end of the interviews um for today thank you so so much to uh to Lucy Sam Lisa and Emma um for participating and contributing it means such a lot that you gave me time to do that and I really hope everyone that's listening um found your nuggets of wisdom as um as, as interesting and as useful as I did um so thank you so very much And of course, I'll put all of the links to social media information for all of the lovely guests um, from today in the show notes so that you can reach out if you would like to. So that brings us to the end of the very first episode of Mama's Talk. Thank you so very much for having me, whether you're listening on Harrogate Community Radio or if you're listening to the podcast version, I'm incredibly grateful for your time. I'm going to do that annoying thing that podcasters do, saying please could you rate, review and subscribe um, on whatever app it is that you're listening via. Um, It just really, really helps um, get more people to be able to listen um, and share the podcast with more people. I don't really understand how the algorithms work, but I know that that's really important to do the rate, review and subscribe. And with that, I'll say thank you so very much again and I will see you soon.